This is uh, another episode of Unsolicited Advice, uh, the weekend edition. Uh, took, it, took a little hiatus, but we're back. Uh, a lot of things have changed. Lonzo Ball's on the Lakers. Uh, the Knicks got some French guy. Frank Lakina. Yeah, that out. guy. He's cool. He shoots, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to do anything. I'm, I, yeah, I, could he, be, I could be happier. He could be happier. Uh, we're joined today by a, a good... Fun guest, really funny man. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> this is so funny to me. <laughs> that was good. That was an infectious laugh. What's up? I'm Randall. <laughs> Name's Randall Otis. Uh, yeah, I've these guys. I've uh, I met I met you. Where did I meet you? At that comedy show. You met show? me at that small comedy show. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun big comedy show actually. Big comedy show. A big big show. No one knows. I, I have lie. no I idea who you are. Yeah, we just met. And your name's also Evan. It is. You got uh you guys look surprisingly similar to the photo that's on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast app. Really? Thanks. Yeah. You have nice teeth. I was thinking it's oh, a classic thing, like black people have nice teeth. Well, it's the contrast. It's the contrast. I think it's the contrast, but I also think we just take care better care of our teeth. I wish I could say that. But yeah, yeah, generally. Well uh, you hop right into it too. Like you're such a natural, like infectious laughter. You yeah, can't see him, but he's smiling from ear to ear. Oh, this, that's this right. Positivity. Just, just Praise me. <laughs> Praise me. So I'm just going to start start right here. You have a really awesome YouTube video that actually went viral. Yeah. I never, been, I never met a viral star, you know? Well, I don't even know like what the definition of viral is. Like there's not like a limit. Is there a limit on, not a limit, but a baseline of how many views you need? I got 75,000 in like six days, which was fun. Damn. Yeah. Do you have notifications on? Is there no? You definitely have notifications. I, oh on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kept them on. I kept them on, but I also just don't. I literally don't know how any of this stuff works. But it's fun to get the notifications. I'm still waiting for somebody to call me the N word, which has not happened, which is crazy. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um. So in the video, wait, describe the video to the audience a little bit. Uh. So it's me, my friend Mari, who's an actual rapper, and he plays a rapper in the video. I play a producer. And we're recording a new track, and then he's just kind of freestyling. Then he gets to the part where he says, "Am I gun go?" And he just starts making dumbass sounds like buk, 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 or like la, 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 la. because I like I listen to hip hop a lot, and if you just listen to people say, "And the gun go gratta ba ba," like none of the sounds line up ever. And like Kendrick Lamar, he'll have like five different sounds in the same video. So I'm just like, let's just take this to another level. So that's pretty much what the video is, is just <laughs> that idea. It's uh it's really good. And uh, you know, a lot of times you and this is actually before we were friends, I guess if we'd seen it, I'd saw it. But uh a lot of times when you see your friends material, you're kinda like, eh. Oh, it's you, terrifying. You immediately know it's not good. You're like, all right, he's my friend. Like I cool. honestly have a because th- I have um a lot of friends who either like painters or poets and stuff like that, and I haven't seen their work before. And sometimes they'll be like, hey, I got this project. I want you to see him. Like, just so you know, once I see this, I can't unsee this. <laughs> and right now, in my mind, you are Michelangelo. So you better be confident in whatever you're about to show me because I'm not going to lie to you because I can't. I'm really bad at it. You won't get this back. Yeah, you won't get this back. Or you just have to work that much harder to make it good. Oh, so yeah. thanks. Funny. I appreciate it. That's well, so it is. Funny. It's scary when your friends show you show you their shit, and it's like when they show you their girlfriend too. Oh damn, that's <laughs> that's the that's so <laughs> much, that's, no, that's the ultimate. <laughs> that's why the idea of trophy wife exists. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't even. None of my male friends have ever 
had like a really unattractive girlfriend. I've had had my female friends show me they're like really unattractive boyfriends. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. What do you do? Like there's one friend of mine. She is probably the most attractive friend I have. And she consistently just like to me, like underperforms with who she dates phys- physically. But I'm like, hey, I mean, isn't isn't that what a blessing is? Like a beautiful person is like, this is my idea of beautiful is trash. <laughs> so it just gives guys who are trash hope. There's a old Kerber Enthusiasm episode where like they judge a guy's character by he's like a good looking dude and he dates like an ugly woman and Larry David's like, No, he's a man of integrity. I can tell. Him <laughs> I can tell. Like he do- he truly cares about personality. Um just bring it bring it back to the video though. Oh, for uh sure. really- am I just real quick. Uh <laughs> I kind of do ADD. Can I? Should I just stay on track, or we? Are you? Do you edit this? No, no, no. Your your mind right now is golden. Yeah, it's all right, golden. cool. I, Thanks, I like where it's bouncing to. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Like you're hitting. It's my first time points. on a podcast, so I appreciate. <laughs> you're gonna be plenty more in your future for oh, sure. Oh, of course. I expect, <laughs> I expect big things. I had a question before Evan asks his question. So you said it's like really scary, like when your friends show you their work. Yeah. How does it feel showing your friends your work for the first time? Uh, I don't care that much i actually do because i'll show well it depends i have a few friends who i'll show my just like base ideas and like because i the way i make stuff typically is like i just have these three friends and i'll just talk shit out with them and so they see the product when it sucks and they also tell me when something sucks which is like 90 percent of the time and so i'm like i kind of have to show them stuff or else i'll just put something out into the world that's so bad um but when it comes on putting stuff like the final products, it is a little bit nerve wracking, but not as much. Cause if like I get their approval, then I don't really worry about it. Cause they're so, they have great taste and they're not even artists. Like one of them works at, as a coder. The other one is like a waitress. So I'm just like, eh, you guys got good I taste. Ray. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like making sure it translates to all demographics. Exactly. That's it's actually- not even a lot. It's like, honestly, it's just like two Jewish white women. <laughs> And uh, they run the world. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hey, if you guys like it, <laughs> going to Hollywood. <laughs> no, that's so tough, though, to find like a group of friends that will actually be that honest with you in terms of all the work that you do. Yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. I think you have different friends for different reasons, you know, like, well, they're not there just to like read my shit. But like I have like, a, you know, like sometimes you have friends who are fake as fuck, but you're like, I want you to be fake. That's why you're my friend. <laughs> It's like, you're my friend. Like, we go out and we don't talk about deep stuff. We just have fun. Because you're a fake ass <laughs> motherfucker. You're fake as fuck. <laughs> and I appreciate that about you. And then you have like, oh, these are my friends who like, will be honest with me all the time. And yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Is that too deep? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> no, that means we're not fake friends. It's cool. Word. Um, was there anyone you had shown the video to who didn't think it was funny? Like someone you're like, ha ha. You uh, <laughs> didn't think it was funny. It was, I sh- who did I show it to? I showed it to my brother and he was like, maybe my <laughs> brother doesn't think I'm funny. So Younger brother, older brother, older brother. He's, oh, awesome. Yeah, he, in it, it's he? his birthday today. It is. He is in it. Yes. Funny. <laughs> well, for that, I was trying, cause here's the, I'm also trying to get more like women and minorities to be in my videos. Like mm-hmm. this one, last one is like all black dudes. And I tried to get some more women in it. But they all fucking canceled on me. And so I was like, Calvin, I need you to be in. He's my, Calvin's my brother. I'm like, I need you to be just on the couch for like 
five seconds. Is that cool? <laughs> he sells it really well, though. He yeah. sells it like he's sitting on that couch. Dude, he can sit like no other. <laughs> That's all that he does like every Sunday. He just sits on her couch and watches movies that he doesn't even like and he'll watch them all the way through you guys live together we live together that is awesome yeah it's nice Have you did, ever... did you hit him with the the last scene is you like chugging the remote did you i grazed him on one of the takes and he's like <laughs> i'm not gonna do this if you do that again so i'm like all right, can, all right i'll just i'll be more accurate <laughs> um yeah what's up wait so you you work at above average no i work nowhere uh it's that I, means you're a real comedian you're really doing things <laughs> no, 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 no that no. means that means you're really doing things <laughs> it's true it's, well it, uh, i my parents helped me out a lot which i know is very sinful to admit but um i kind of work like i was working at this place called jigsaw productions for a while and they make documentaries like have you seen going clear yes so they made that I'm not. I'm. I don't really care about them. I saw it, but I was kind of like, I like Tom Cruise. I like Will Smith. They can fuck off. Yeah. I mean, Scientology. Have you ever been by one of their? I'm so. I actually, move. My heart kind of clamped up because I'm scared of them. Have you been to a Scientology center or near one? There's one on a hundred and like yeah, sixteenth or right, right when you go to the festivals to Randall's Island. That's such a. It's see, weird. It's a weird fucking smart. Spot. That's a smart place to put it because there's also another one around. Um, like Broadway around Times Square. Uh-huh. It was a Scientology center. But, man, they're a little... They, everyone's so happy. And I don't trust that. Like, I don't, Did you guys grow up religious? Are you religious? Decently religious. No. What religion? Catholic. Ah, uh, see, that's not... You guys aren't happy. <laughs> not happy. <laughs> I was always... Because I grew up Baptist, and I was always really envious of Catholics. Because I went to a Catholic service, and... It's only like an hour. It is only an hour. And nobody does anything. Yeah. Like my mom is Baptist. And I would get so stressed because I'd be there for four. I was used to going to the Catholic services, Mm -hmm. which are like 45 minutes to an hour because these white people have stuff to do. You go to the Baptist. Those people bring their lunches, bring their breakfasts, get comfortable. They're there for four or five hours. Like that's (laughs) all morning. No, for real. Like that's where... So I, that's why I think black people are better entertainers on average than other people because like you practice every week if Not you're a singer entertained. or that's if you're real. a dancer or just God you even know how to be a good audience member and you, <laughs> you're like hey I know when to say yes <laughs> like you just know how to behave in a performance setting but damn wait so your mom's Catholic my mom is Baptist my your dad's mom's Catholic. Baptist your dad's Catholic yeah. so did you like choose Catholic or did your dad just have control of the car keys my dad is significantly more at least my dad's side of the family is significantly more religious they are from Haiti oh, uh, immigrated shit. to the country is so Haiti more more Catholic, Catholic than yeah okay. um, they just took a bigger bigger interest she my wanted like, she wanted whatever, it more as long as, <laughs> as long as the right guy were good like that, that, was, that was her take to That's it cool. It's oh man, Catholic service is scary because with Baptist or with uh, Protestants, you can just take communion and you don't have to go through any training. Right. Yeah. And I had no idea how much training you had to go through to get the wafer and the wine to be a Catholic. <laughs> and I remember the one time I went with my friend, uh, he's like, all right, everyone up for communion. And everyone's sipping from the same goblet, which I thought was gross. So <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, not sanitary. I'm like, how are you guys not getting sick? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, 
I, yeah, I took the sip of the wine. His whole family was so mad at me for so long. I'm like, you guys could have told me. That's funny. I'm not even. I don't even want to be here. I could have been at home <laughs> playing video games, but I'm trying to Seriously. do you a service. Did they actually put wine in, it or was it like the grape juice that they put in? I sometimes? think there was wine in it because I didn't like it. Fair. But also, I maybe I didn't like it because there's so much back spit into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. That's that's. I mean, that's real though. Um, I'm just interviewing you about your Yeah, how did we get here? <laughs> like, I ans- hijacked this podcast. Yeah, Not a- it's like, this moment was brought to you by Ancestry.com. <laughs> talking about Haiti. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So uh, what do you what, what do you do during oh, the weekends? What are you doing in your free time? I forgot. So, what are you going to say? You're, it's your, it's your yeah. show. My bad. Um, so, yeah, I was working at Jigsaw for a while. And for the first half of this year, I was a researcher and I was working on, like, a pitch for the you know the show? Uh, or it's not a show yet. Do you know the rap? It was fun. It was also funny because I was the only person under 40 and I was the only minority. And so they would just come up to me and it's like, do people say sick freestyle? I'm like, no. <laughs> there was, um. so I work in television, uh, but there was some like a creative director who we were doing something for Tupac and in a meeting he said Tupac. Mm. And we were just like, Ugh. Like mm. that is grounds to just like lose yeah, your job. Yeah, it's just job. like that <laughs> small thing. You know, it's like in like, *Inglorious Bastards* when you could tell he wasn't a real German because yeah. he did the three the wrong way uh-huh. <laughs> instead of this. He did this. That seems scary. It's very scary. It's such a good movie. Tarantino, it's one, of my, one of my favorites. Wait, all right, good, good transition actually. Uh, what do you think about Tarantino? He just drops those n bombs. I know you. Uh, uh, Ter- do people feel away. Well, it depends because like in Django, drop them all you want. It makes sense. Like, I don't like it when there's a slave movie and they try to, like, hold back. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is like the Holocaust. You got to show all the ugliness. Yeah. But in Pulp Fiction, when he's like, is this dead nigger storage? Oh, man. Because I don't think there's a sign that says dead nigger storage. I'm like, you gave yourself those lines and they were not necessary to the plot. It wasn't like you were a major character and we needed your background. So it's weird in that movie. It it's, hurt when you just said it, but it's a great, it's a great, it's he's a, great in that part. He's though. so good, he's so which good. is so fucking scary. Sometimes I'm like, uh, I guess this is like kind of, I just kind of broached on the Bill Maher stuff, but like the idea that white people get to a, a, a like a, a level where they believe they have the right to say it. They, yeah, they're well, down that way. And, well, that's the thing. I don't think it's about a right. Cause I think with any of these, it's more about trust. Like, with these words that are offensive, you know, like, F-word for gay people or N-word for us, it's like, black people can say it. You can't say it. It's not that we can say it because we're black, even though we can't say it because we're black. I know this sounds weird, but it's like, we can say it because we trust that other black people don't harbor hate for (laughs) me. But there's, like, if Ben Carson said the N-word, I'm like, no, you can't say it. I don't trust you. I think you hate us. I think you hate us. (laughs) So, like, revoked. Yeah. But, like, there are certain white people who I don't think have the right to say the N-word, but, like, within the proper context of, like, say, Neil Brennan of The Chappelle Show. When he's just talking and he's, like, explaining a joke and he's like, yeah, and that nigga said this in the context of the joke. I'm like, yeah, I kind of, like, you've built up enough I think that's the reason. I think that's why Chappelle and him divorced i think he definitely crossed that line chappelle was just like no. i don't know if this is true this is just me hey just man say your theories I, I, <laughs> I, I just believe neil brennan probably did that shit a lot same with probably michael rapaport and a lot of these michael theories. rapaport oh no i'm thinking of yeah michael rapaport i'm just i'm just naming cool quote-unquote no cool i'm trying to think of dudes. there's that one 
white comedian who's like all over like the really black circus. He's the old. He's the guy in Think Like a Man, right? Probably. Oh, I, that dude. He's yeah, so yeah. good. He's funny. I like him. But yeah, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think like you have to build up enough trust because like there's no reason if you're part of a oppressed group, there's no reason they should trust you. Like if I said the f word around a bunch of gay people, I can't be like, hey, no, don't worry, I don't don't dislike you guys it's like well, how did you know that and why should you trust me at all that's a good way to think about it <laughs> but uh yeah i actually went out last night to a club and uh which club i don't know troy troy i don't know i don't know, I don't know, why I, asked I know one oak and I was yeah just <laughs> yeah exactly i was like one oak 40 40 uh which i've never been, been to there. i don't think jay-z goes there anyway uh <laughs> It was interesting because, you know, they're playing a lot of rap music and stuff and straight N-words everywhere. Um, some reason, this podcast, I chose to say N-word and not nigga. I just... I, don't I know. vacillate, too. I'm just like, yeah. sometimes, like I some, it. sometimes I wake up on the left side, sometimes I wake up on the right <laughs> side. <laughs> um, but they were playing nigga a lot. And uh, I was thinking, like, it, that it takes, like, a $50 cover or whatever. And, and then like, white, people, white people can just hide right. in these layers and just say the N-word a lot. And I was, like, kind of uncomfortable in a weird way. I mean, it's not a weird way. White people not weird. shouting nigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> Good, your conscience works. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, you're 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 on the right track. It's yeah, it's weird at concerts because I've been noticing a difference. I feel like white people are saying it a bit less now. I noticed the same. I was at a Vince Staple concert and um, he. I've, it's like something something with the nigger. Oh yeah, Nate Dogg's still here because the niggas like me. And like he has a lot of songs with the N word, and I saw all these white people at the same time. Instead of saying the N word, they just dabbed, which is swack as fuck. But <laughs> it's still better than saying the N word. And I'm like, that's pretty, that's cool. I'm glad you did that. I don't know if it's like a younger thing because it's like they skew below like 22, I think, mm-hmm. at these yeah. concerts. But I don't know. I appreciated it. No, I feel that we went to uh, we were at Golf Ball, and we were just looking. Your schoolboy Q was on. We were just looking. Not Schoolboy Q. It was ASAP. Uh, ASAP Ferg. Yeah, a lot of niggas. Right. <laughs> we were just looking, looking at the crowd, waiting for somebody to mouth the word. And to my surprise, I was looking at people like walking completely by themselves, just saying to themselves, "Omitted, just omitted." And I was nodded, not necessarily in approval, because that's what you should do. But yeah, like, just right. like finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God, because I remember oh, it's that literally that Gambino bit, but. When you're at a rap concert with a bunch of white people, you're always tense when you know that lyrics coming up because like, oh, please don't do it. <laughs> uh, sometimes they do, yeah. sometimes they don't. They just yell dreadhead niggas in a lot. I'm like, what? You had to- Relax. That's hard because goddamn that one more nigga try to stop me. I'm just like, woo. Maybe, uh, not excuse, but I understand. <laughs> this is yeah. fun to say. Um, <laughs> so, it's the best cadence. That won a Grammy, right? That song for best rap performance? Yeah, I, I think so. Did it actually? I think so. No, I just, I, I know just Coloring Book won. I know he got three. That was the thing. He got three Grammys. I think, I think No Problem's got a Grammy, which it deserves. Fair enough. So when do you think uh, Chance gets to the point where he's like going downhill? Downhill. I don't know if that was the right metaphor, but like, well, like, when, like when, when when the good will like he's the people's champ. Like then yeah, good. Cha-. Like when are you like Chance just like you know shut up a little bit? Like, I don't. I mean it's hard because like positivity. I'm not yeah the most like super positive guy, and so as I, he smiles, <laughs> this is to hide the sadness, baby. No, I like I when I was looking at. 
like a Kendrick Lamar, he has these albums that are all over the place with like even internally, like to Pepper Butterfly Masterpiece, like he'll have I, I love myself, like I fight depression, but I'm on the up and up, and then he'll have you when he's like, I fucking hate myself, I'm a piece of trash. <laughs> and he has this such a wide range of feeling. Chance has that too. I mean, on um Acid Rap with uh Freddie's Dead, I forget the name of the song, but He's got a song. He's like, they die. Around, people die around here. Like talking about how bad Chicago is. Oh, and it's like yeah, yeah, sadder. Yeah. So I think he, he has emotional range, but I don't know. I'm interested when he explores other emotions besides like joy as much. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, it's just a thing. Cause like, he's so good at expressing joy. Yeah, he is. And um, like certain people are really good at expressing sadness. So I'm interested if, that talent carries over to other emotions. I might not know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, that was really good. <laughs> but um, like, I, 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 I think that's it. Like, he has emotional range. He has songs that are all over the emotional spectrum. But like, what he's best at, in my opinion, is being like very happy, mm-hmm. which is a great thing and hard to do. So I'm just interested in like, oh, can he pull that off with a whole album mm-hmm. with other emotions? Because things aren't going to go well for you for your entire life. And they obviously haven't. Go- like, I'm. I'm I'm backtracking because I'm like, things haven't been great for him his entire life. He has had friends die in in the city of Chicago, but Mm. he perseveres. I'm just, goddamn, I love Chance. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to go downhill because he's so talented and he knows who he is, I feel. And he can just like, he knows, he's got such emotional literacy Mm -hmm. that he can get it out there. What what I was going to say is he actually just had a bunch of bad press the other day because during one of his concerts, he put up like disparaging or mocking images of a bunch of uh, hip hop radio, uh, uh, hip hop labels. Mm-hmm. I think he went in on like aftermath and uh, some others. I don't know what it was. And then he had to apologize on Twitter to like Dr. Dre's like, sorry, Dr. Dre, you did so much for music, which is kind of lame. But like people I were thought. like furious. Like, How dare you? People chance? Were, like, I, I can under because he's you know, doing the independent thing. The independent like, thing no one else has ever done. So I can understand people have done right. But didn't we? I feel like we watched like a hip hop DX, and it's we like we did. They said people they shouted out um, Master P. Yeah, Master yeah. P. Oh, okay. I don't listen. But to like, P. not no, no, no. too many people have tread the same yeah. ground. No, they, no. He's and it's like to win a Grammy off mixtape. Like he's doing amazing things w- with that. And so I can understand that he's like, I'm gonna go after labels a little bit. I understand like the anger, or maybe not anger, just like, hey, screw you guys. This is a new generation type thing. It's kind of like 1994 Source Awards or 1995 Source Awards. I can't remember the year. It's like, Researcher. yo, come to death row. It's <laughs> like you're tired of dancing in your videos. It's kind of like that, <laughs> except he did it, uh, you know, without P. Diddy and he did it at Dr. Dre, I guess. He's yeah. not a man to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but yo, I, you got balls. Yeah, but, but it is important because um, we were watching that really cool video ESPN did with um, LeBron, Draymond, the barbershop. It had uh, Steve Stout and Maverick Carter and Justin Williams was there for some reason. And what Steve Stout was saying was that, you know, chance is kind of like a one-time thing. Like the majority, the vast majority of artists don't know the industry. And two chains was there was two chains was there. And he was saying that when you're coming up as a rapper, that's all you you're rapping to get a deal. Like that's, that's the reason kind of like you're, you're playing basketball to get in the NBA. Like I'm rapping to get a deal. And the vast majority of people don't understand what that actually entails. So Steve Stout was saying like, you have a chance, but what's his impact really going to be? Like, he's not going to stop Vince Staples, you know, from signing. He's not going to stop like G-Eazy, whoever else. I don't know if G-Eazy signed. 
I don't know. Jeez. He's white. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> signed or not signed. I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. Is that is the whole idea with like quote unquote new media where you don't need major companies to do what you want views. to do? Like, yeah, man. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that video cost me about one hundred fifty dollars because like my friends already had equipment, which is thank God. The all I had to do was rent studio space, mm-hmm. and so that was like fifty bucks an hour, and it took three hours. Um, and I think, yeah, with comedians, like, look, you don't need to be signed. There's this great comic, Janelle James, who I think she doesn't have representation, but I, I shout out Janelle James, shout out Janelle James. She's <laughs> great. She's truly great. And I like more people need to know about her. She's, I'm always liking her Facebook status. She's got such funny Facebook. She's great live. She opened for Chris Rock. She opened for Hassan and I. So I'm like, she's got to stop That's opening crazy. for people and get her own. <laughs> fucking headline and gigs at these same spots because she's dope number one fan but uh i'm like i'm pretty sure she doesn't have um representation and i think that's by choice i remember seeing there's that just for laughs too and all these comedy festivals um new uh categories for people who are unsigned because like yeah like why why do you need these things and it's obviously useful to have people who know the business who've been there for a while but i can understand it's like hey this is new territory, and we can do things for less. Like, I met with this guy, the guy who produces for Broad City and um, Inside Amy Schumer. He and he just and he made Search Party. He's making this new show oh, with shit. Robin Thede, who she's also dope. Shout out. She does not need my shout out, but shout out regardless. <laughs> Love Robin Thede. I really need a foghorn sound effect. Every time. But um, what was I saying about... Oh, so this company, yeah, they produce these great shows for it's like a third of the budget as these other big companies. It's like, yeah, it's like we're realizing we don't need we, we, whatever. I'm going to count. Let's work. Nah, you're a we. Yo, we, me, you, Evan, Evan, we're, we're in the we's now. We're the we's. <laughs> we're the we's. Uh, like we don't need as much stuff as we thought we needed. It's kind of like after the financial crisis, the, all these companies had to gut themselves because, you know, they have no fucking money yeah. except for the money. That all the taxpayers gave them because they're <laughs> fucking cowards and they can't go out of business. But all these businesses, they got rid of all these people, but then they realized that they don't need as many people as they thought. Um, and I think similar with all these like YouTube channels and just SoundCloud, DatPiff, anything you want, it's like, yeah, you realize mm, we're a bit more bloated than we think and we don't need as much mm-hmm. infrastructure as we thought. Do you guys still go to DatPiff? Sorry. I go to Dapiff occasionally. I, think. I haven't, no, not in like years, to be honest. You know, the only reason I went to Dapiff recently is because of the new Kendrick album. Uh, it's got all those like, not with the world premiere. And I'm like, That's man, crazy. I miss that shit. DJ Cannon, Cannon. I'm just like, hell yeah. It just gets me excited. It's like nostalgia trip. Damn. Wait, I had a question before. Little little bit of a transition. You kind of just spoke on it. But like you kind of had your your first single, like seventy five thousand views and everything. So I'm sure people have been reaching out to you about like working for them and doing things for them. Um, what type? What what path do you think you want to go? Do you think you want to kind of stay making independent stuff, dabbling, working for other people? What, what are you thinking? Uh, like Frank Ocean says, I don't think that far ahead. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just for me. It's kind of like the most important capital is human capital that like if you're with dope people, then you can do dope things, I think. 
Wow. So I want that on a shirt. <laughs> on my Instagram bio. Yeah, that it, that was such a like. Ugh, that should be another. A photo of some girl just bending over, showing her ass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Out into the sun on a dock. They that, all, that's cool. they always have those fucking quotes. I don't get it. I, but I look at the photos. So what am I? Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a monster. They no, really, they really love doing that. They love the inspirational quotes. There's right. this one Instagram model I follow who's great because she just goes, "Here's a picture of my ass," and I'm like, "You're hilarious." That's great. <laughs> um, shout out to. I'm not gonna say who it is. <laughs> But um, like right now, like I'm, I have this like cinematographer who I work with who's just so talented, and like people can run audio, like really. Good. There's so many actors and comics in New York City who are just willing to work and be in, be in anything, and so you just get like the best. Like I have access to like some of the best talent, and I'm like nobody, mm-hmm. and you can get like really talented people just to be in your videos. But like. Uh, these companies there's also really talented people and i'm like hell yeah i would love to be around you and like learn about like your approach to things and what you do so like if i could dude if i could work for brazil hell yeah it's one of the best shows ever <laughs> abby and alana are great i would love to be around them just like how do you how do you actually make the thing you're making because alana's sexy as fuck alana is super attractive and i feel and i, I feel like abby doesn't get enough love no she is too but alana's like because alana's is alana jewish I think they're both Jewish. Well, Alana has the Ju- Jewish thing. It can be like a. All right, I'll, a, I'll like go a, along with this. It can be like <laughs> a black, like it, it, oh, it, her it, hair. She just has a like a a brown woman thing. Interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. She's got a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I, have you seen Paris Is Burning? Who's an actor in it? Oh, it's the documentary on like gay ball culture in the eighties. No, I have not seen but, Burning Foot. Like a lot of it's just, mm-hmm. a lot of I feel like a lot of things in Broad City come from like gay culture from the eighties. Like the Yes was like that's how you would grade people on how well they did on their uh on their walk or like being real, throwing shade, all these things from gay people. And I, I think they should get more credit. But no, with Alana, she's yeah, she's super sexy. And she's one of those people too who I actually got to see her in person once. Because uh, I was a PA at the Tribeca Film Festival, and basically all I would do is make sure people didn't like <laughs> hurt the guest. <laughs> yeah, and I would just be in the room. And she's—I already think she's very attractive, but uh, it's kind of like we were talking about before getting on the pod. Is uh, certain people you see them, and it's like, all right, I can judge their attractiveness. Mm-hmm. But she's just like seems very comfortable with herself. I'm just—this may all be projection, <laughs> but she was like very comfortable. And it made me more comfortable. I'm like, man, you're even more attractive now. Because that's what intimacy is at the end of the day. It's like, how comfortable can you be around a person? And if you can just exude that by existing, that's an amazing talent. Wow, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's an incredible thing to say. <laughs> yeah, dog, I'm so deep. For real, though. Shout out, uh, <laughs> Alana. But wait, what was it talking Yeah, so... Uh, I, Choosing your I path. Would, yeah, I would work for an NBC. I would work for... Uh, above average you know any of these like websites do stuff on my own i would do anything if i could just be with really talented people working on good stuff because that's really all i want to do it's very simple it's very hard because it's hard to like show those people that you matter at all that you're talented but (laughs) yeah that's the goal because i think like if you have good stuff it'll be received well it might not be the most popular thing in the world but i think people will find it and you do work at Above Average right now, right? I don't work for Above Average. Okay. I like I'll write fake headlines news. for them sometimes. I will write fake news. 
uh i'm a i'm a big fake news guy like <laughs> i'm a russian agent and <laughs> no one knows because i'm black i'm like this is how this is how we take them down from the inside that's how we do it but no i'll write headlines for them and occasionally they'll like like they posted my video on their website oh crazy so it's pretty it's i'm a contributor that's okay. what uh that's what we say that's a new thing these days a contributor things dude credits baby that's how they bring us like this guy's contributed hop in the post and above average it's very easy to get but we're gonna put <laughs> that we're gonna, we're gonna put, put that, that in the byline for the oh episode. yeah we're just gonna say a bunch as of soon shit. as i'm a contributor for something i that's going on the instagram that's going on the twitter <laughs> all 70 of my followers shout out to my followers even though 15 you are just eggs um <laughs> egg ass motherfuckers egg ass motherfuckers but yeah that's what i do for them and I just got a deal with uh, this company, All Deaf Digital. What is that? You know, so like Deaf Comedy Jam and all yeah. that stuff. They moved online. And, uh, my cousin works there. And so he was telling me, he was like, oh, you could just like try to, you know, make stuff for them. And so. Well, that video completely is like. In yeah, their it sucks. I realm. couldn't put that on their website because it's too long. It has. Oh, boo. Yeah, the oh. video is supposed to be like between like 60 and 90 seconds. Six year internet shit. <laughs> Deaf Jam or whatever. But uh, yeah, I shot something. That I hope they'll like on Monday, and I'm shooting something else on Tuesday that I think is gonna be really good. It's the uh, it's about that idea of I can share it now. Don't share it. Don't share it. I won't share it. Well, yeah, I have a question. Question though. So, like, how hard is it to? I, I remember I was watching Hasan Minhaj had a special on Netflix, which was dope. I love that special. And, yeah, right. It's so good. He is just magnetic. His eyes are huge. He's super yes. handsome. He moves around. He nonstop. He's got the speaking pace of like if Kendrick Lamar just talked, <laughs> but like his, if his rap persona was just talking, that's just fast, <laughs> but you can still understand what he's saying. But I love that special. Really the micless thing was a throw off. I thought that was smart. I was like, I was like, wow, can you, I guess you're allowed to do if you like, cause some was, of the art form is having the mic in your hand, but if you didn't have to have it, It'd be sweet too. And it's just like minimal set design. I love when he's like on his bike and holding the flowers. Yeah. And there's just like the cutout of a window with the lighting. It's just really well put together and minimal. You think old comedy heads though kind of. Wait, don't ask your question because I had to ask oh, my yeah, question wait, say, first. I'm, I'm just going on tangents. What were yeah. you saying? So, yeah, it's, uh, it's the ADD the connection. It's the ADD, baby. Yeah. <laughs> my question was, um, he at the end of that special had said that he submitted his first bit and they said that was really good. We want you to create a new one mm. for your pitch. And he's like, so stressed about that. Oh, I understand how, that. how hard is it to think of like, you, you just had a great idea. It was really well received. How hard is it to like follow that up immediately? And you said you're working on two things. So immediately create this new content and be confident in it. Um, well, those are two different questions to create stuff. It doesn't take that long, but like, mm. well, it actually depends. Like, Cause there's, uh, I don't know how to explain this. Like with stand up, sometimes I'll just be on stage. Like I'll have an idea and I'll write something out and I'll just hope something like comes to me during the stress. Uh, I honestly, it feels like there's like comedy gods and that certain people they have better relationships with them and they'll be like, <laughs> and they'll just occasionally they'll just like give you something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, man, the guys are really did something to anger them. I haven't had something in weeks. That's like really good, but. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It really depends. It's stressful because every time I make something, as soon as I'm done, I'm like, all right, that's the last idea I'll ever have. <laughs> and it's terrifying. So I totally get where he's coming from. And it all just varies. I think in the end of the day, if like you have to deliver, you'll deliver. Mm -hmm. Like I have to make this like uh, writing packet 
and delivered by Monday. And like I heard about it on Friday and the ideas are coming quicker than I thought they would. And I think stress kind of like makes them come. Also, my girlfriend's the shit mm-hmm. and she's shout a really out girlfriend. Shout out to <laughs> Kelly Bachman. Um, she's really talented and we like just shoot shit back and forth. So basically it's just me like talking to my friends a lot more than I ever right. thought I would and writing constantly and just constantly thinking. So yeah, it depends. Like it's very, that's the, that's the exciting part. It's like, well, will I get anything? Sometimes <laughs> no. Sometimes you get on stage. You're like, uh, nope, nope. Uh, no, there's nothing here. <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta figure something out. Oh, wow. Um, so also I was told this by our co-host before, so you are in an interracial relationship. Yes, sir. You put it on Facebook. I just thought I'd, you were, you said, I think it was quote, I look like the black guy who would be dating. A yeah. Girl. It was just a, that was my version of a Facebook official was like, the the worst thing about dating, having a white girlfriend is that I look exactly like the type of guy who would have a white <laughs> girlfriend, which I thought the same thing before. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm very suburban and yeah, I yeah. can't help it, man. I, I grew well, up in the suburbs. Yeah. I mean, she's cool. It's just annoying. Cause like when you have a, <laughs> Cause like people would be like, mm, just like like that white chocolate. I'm like, you don't see all the people that I ask out, and it doesn't work out. <laughs> like, I'm like, I ask out so like, I'm an equal probably, opportunist. Like I ask out everybody. Like probably more black women than other groups, but I'm just like, yeah, a lot of people say no, and that's some shit you just gotta accept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also just really get along with her. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Also, yeah, I like my girlfriend a yeah. lot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm happy. So, so, <laughs> so, so what does le- that like post get out? Oh, that was fun. I, actually, <laughs> I saw that because we weren't. We started dating like two months ago, three months ago, mm-hmm. and we watched Get Out together before we were dating. And I remember right after the movie, and I'm like, "Well, never dating a white girl again." <laughs> and she told me she heard that. She's like, "Fuck!" I was really trying to get in there. <laughs> uh it's cool. She's uh she's quote unquote woke or trademark woke. Uh, she yeah she gets black people to a reasonable degree. Although sometimes she, you know, sometimes she doesn't get something. I'll be mm-hmm. like, well, what you got to know about this is. But um, no, she's pretty. She's cool. let me throw on this belly right now. <laughs> belly, I don't even listen to belly. Is that weekend's friend he's trying to put on? No, that's uh the DMX oh, Nas movie. The movie, right? Ah, oh, the movie. I haven't even seen that. Is it good? We we had it on for a party. Like no, it's not good. You guys sound like don't you don't remember. like it. It's not good. <laughs> we just went over this. We look like guys who date white women. Of course. Right. But no, I mean, it's fine. Like, there's not really anything super exciting about it. Like, sometimes I'll be walking down the street, and then there'll be an interracial couple, and it's like a black dude and a white girl, and I'll make eye contact with a black dude, and we're just both like, yeah, look, it's just because it's just we, it's not like we... We're not trying to collect these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like both of us just like trying to say to the other, like, look, like I actually like my girlfriend. We're not one of those weird guys who's like, I just like white women. Like, no, nah, she's cool. Oh, that's very funny. But no, in the post get out world, uh, same as the pre get out world. It's like, look, your family, sometimes they say some shit that's out there. And but as long as you're like, I don't support this and that you say, hey. Stop that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's all you can really do. The post get out world really is the same as the pre get out world. Yeah. Nothing the post get out world is only different for white people. They're like, what? <laughs> I didn't know you were uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, all the time. There's actually, I was not just, just for two hours. Not just two hours. There's this, 
But I was but looking up. There's a sleep study. All these sleep studies that are done, and black people. This is obvious, but black people get less sleep and worse sleep. And this is even after controlling for location. Mm-hmm. It's just discrimination <laughs> makes you sleep worse. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Twitter. This is mm. so black sugar will keep you up. Like two years or last year, rather, I actually worked at a sleep lab focused on racial health disparities. Whoa! And that is, yeah, 100% true. Like the type of stress that you build up and it just elevates your blood pressure. It's it just, just you're always, always thinking about it. Yeah. Like I'm always like walking down the street and then like I'll see a white person like kind of turn around and I'm like, oh, they think dangerous or something and part of you is like i don't want to stress someone out especially if it's a white woman it's not because it's a white woman just because it's a woman you're like i am a man that's the thing like there's always this war between white woman and black man because because like, <laughs> she could be like you're well you're a man and i'm like well you're white it's like who wins in this contest <laughs> yeah it is a battle yeah so it's like uh but um yeah you're always you feel like being black is like being a spy it's like uh people are like do they know <laughs> like they know it's like being the worst spy it's of all the worst time because everyone knows that you're a spy but uh it's like you think because you think like eventually people are gonna like turn on you like a little bit of me thinks that it's like i like this metaphor yeah i'm gonna run with it like you'll be at a party and it's like hope they don't know but they know it's well, not like you hope they don't know because i don't like, i don't care well the funny like, thing i'm black i'm not ashamed to be a black was like they'll they're gonna are they gonna say some fucked up shit and <laughs> saying the fucked up shit is like the version of like you getting shot Except for it's not, because the version you get shot is getting shot. Black people get shot <laughs> well, a lot. The, also, the other thing. I'd say too much. I'd go out on a limb and say we get shot too much. I would agree with that. Okay. I think that's an accurate statement. Some people disagree, but I, I say too much. <laughs> you're, you're in good company. What are you saying? I was going to say, sometimes they'll say like egregiously racist things, knowing that you're a spy and can't blow your cover. <laughs> so like they'll just say it. Uh, like, you can't. That would be in high school all the time. That was back when I was more of a coward, and I feel I wouldn't say anything. Ooh, what? that's true. Yeah, because I, I feel like I was a coward. I was, yeah. I was a coward because I'm just like people were saying fucked up shit, and now like back then, like my social skills weren't at the same degree, and I, like I couldn't read people as much. And then also part of you, like you start to feel insane when you're black because you're like, is it me? Like maybe I'm the one who doesn't get what's going on. Yeah, maybe I'm like taking this too hard or too far. But then like you get older, it's like. You can tell when people are like just trying to fuck with you. They're trying to like say something a little bit, a little bit out of bounds and like see how far they can get over the line. And now I'm just going to be like, nah, nope, you suck, man. <laughs> hey, everybody, look at this guy suck right now. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not afraid anymore. But yeah, high school, goddamn. I remember. I Even sh- part of college. Yeah, I showed my friends like, I think it was like a hip hop magazine like, I forget what it was, like maybe Ball Honeys or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Ball Honeys? Yeah. I think Ball Honeys is a porn site, actually. Sorry. Probably. I yeah. But I, think, I, think, yeah. I don't know, but it was one it was, of those magazines. It was like, like Video Vixen Model Magazine or whatever. And I just remember the comments turning the pages and like, oh my God, look at that ass. Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, these women are fine as fuck. What's yeah. wrong with you? I remember, I remember in high school, someone was like, uh, there's this girl who's cute and black girl and they're like yeah she has like white features and i'm like that's a dig yeah. <laughs> and i didn't say anything at the time but i'm just like oh people would say shit like that all the time and i'm like now i'm just like i'm done i think speaking into a microphone every night just doing stand-up you're like therapy you're just like yeah and then like what's the worst that can happen yeah i could say whatever i want fuck you and, and that is the uh the experience of going to a predominantly white like 
high school, middle school, elementary school, whatever have you. Did you go to, or you guys, all those, it was white all the way up? Uh, so I went, I went to public school out on Long Island, so it's a little bit different. It was still predominantly white, but it was also very, this is just particular to where I grew up. It was also very Asian, but you still very much had the consistent, we're going to use the word microaggressions and, and things of that nature, like on a day-to-day basis. And I got into trouble a lot. If anybody wants to read a cool study, uh, if I can find it, maybe share it. But a lot of kids that grow up in predominantly white institutions often have what they call like externalizing problems. Like they'll get into fights a lot hmm. uh, because people are just people are racist, yeah. you know. And it's funny. I, I think that in high school, I think I actively tried to be more outspoken about when people were saying things I thought were messed up. But even then, like in hindsight, when you look back, there's so many things that happen and occur that you, that you normalized that just shouldn't have been normalized. Yeah. It's like you're in an abusive relationship with America. Exactly. And That's funny. <laughs> That's crazy. And then like, you have to get out of it for a little bit, like either like literally go to a different country or just be around all black people, which is like its own nation in America. You're like, oh, that's that was fucked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I didn't realize it while I was in it. But uh, dude, I got into, yeah, that makes I got into so many fights when I was really young. Like I got kicked out of multiple preschools uh, for <laughs> fighting kids, and like, and people don't know it starts that early. Yeah, like you think, oh no, our kids like the future of the generation. Though two, three, four year olds pick that stuff up early. Yeah, man. Like you'll have people like, ask you why you look like dirt when you're like three. Like, damn. Yeah, it's like, it's the color of poop. I'm yeah. Like, what? If I've, I've told the story before, but the earliest memory I have is preschool. And, you know, women, they grow. They're way bigger than guys. Early oh, on. Like, big, like, women were bullies. White women, particularly, <laughs> were bullies. <laughs> um, this woman, this girl, like I said woman, this girl uh, play, was playing Power Rangers. And she said I couldn't play because none of the Power Rangers were black. First of all, it's not even true. Literally inaccurate. No sense. Literally <laughs> false. No sense. <laughs> I, I forget if I was angry. I, don't, I can't tell if I was angry about the racism or the fact that she was incorrect. Uh, but like. Uh, it's it's why they made Zach. They, I mean, they, they, why Zach was there. I was yeah. talking about Power Rangers with a friend the other day. And he's like, oh, well, who was your favorite Power Ranger? I'm like, I really thought the White Ranger was cool. He's like, man, that's some like self-hate shit. I'm like, yeah. dude, he's got an all-white outfit. That's the blackest shit <laughs> in the world. Literally every other Power Ranger, like an all-yellow outfit, all-purple. The black Power Ranger's outfit is the least black thing in the world. It's just <laughs> boring as fuck. He just stole Tommy's uh, Jason's bitch, too, and like yeah. played a flute and like wrote a oh, shit. dinosaur. Like, You know more about Power Rangers than I do. No, I just know the suits, no, we know the swords. No, it, was, it, was it was dope. It was too dope. It was definitely fun. It was too dope. But uh, did you guys ever do uh, Jack and Jill growing up? I got kicked out. You got kicked <laughs> out of Jack and Jill? And I didn't realize like what it was until like maybe a couple of years ago. Like a Wikipedia, it has a Wikipedia page. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize how like just closed the doors to the Knights of the Round Table or something. Oh, yeah. It's just like the elitist of and, the like, black that, community. Honestly, that was the reason why I didn't like it. I remember my brother and I both just stop going and then they kick my mom out because that's how it works like the moms so, so people Whoa. so for people who might not know what jack and jill is oh yeah jack I, and jill yeah. is this like social club for black people i know for me because i grew up in florida and there's like no black people around where i grew up it's just like a way to meet any other black people because i had, like three black people in my school um i don't know what it is outside of because you grew up in new york so yeah. there's a black pe- there are black people here yeah we talked about this but um, 
Yeah, that's what it that's what it was. And but everyone's like really rich, and it's kind of has a little bit of a dark history because that's where the black uh, brown paper bag test. Yeah, no, from. I th- yeah, it's like it's a pretty yeah it's, yeah it's just like colorism in the community. It, yeah, so it's like it's weird. It's good in a way because you know it's like yeah it's good I passed people. the paper bag test yeah it's yeah. great <laughs> you're are you lighter than me I can't I'm not light I'm like in the middle between light and dark it's I'm like fun. brothers and you're sisters like, we can make you're things literally, you're literally the brown paper bag you're test. the, ba- you're the bag <laughs> you're the bag <laughs> you're darker I'm Ryan yeah. Lotus. I'm the bag uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell some jokes I remember because that whole like team light skin team dark skin I'm like it depends on like how much sun I've gotten to know what team I'm on <laughs> yeah. But, yeah that's weird I don't yeah, I like both teams. I like both teams. I think both teams are good. <laughs> both teams uh, make fun of me at some point, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> they make me, both teams make me feel bad <laughs> about myself. So, yeah, you, did you get because uh, so you went to an all, did black people make fun of you because you were like, black, yeah, of course, white black kid. Yeah, all that yeah, shit. the cool white black kid thing. Uh, the problem is sometimes I fuck up and I accidentally say that when I describe myself like to friends now. I say like, yeah, I'm like the white black guy, and they're so like, good. they're like, yeah. whoa. Whoa! <laughs> Relax, man. We're not. We're just trying to hang out. We're just trying to hang out, dude. I didn't even know all that information. <laughs> it does stick with you. It's like because you know, when you group around all black people, you're like, I'm not that motherfucker. Fuck you. I'm black as you. <laughs> the uh, funny so thing is, I go extra hard saying nigga around my black friends. Dude, I I realize <laughs> that hard. I just can't say it convincingly most of the time. I I say the n word most of the time. I say I say nigga on stage. Yeah, it's but funny. uh, that's only when the joke requires it. Yeah. Um. Wait. So we were asking private school something. Was oh, like the white black predominantly kid. all white institutions. Um, yeah, because I think by the time in because in high school you get the prep for prep kids and they come, and they gave me a little shit, but it all evens out eventually. Eventually, everyone realized like we're we're in this together. Yeah, <laughs> like especially uh, damn post election. Like I've never seen so much solidarity but among black people but also among racists among <laughs> racists for sure they're like yeah we get we're a team again yeah <laughs> outside of the shadows we've been shadow boxing and now we're real boxing but uh i feel like even just minorities in general are a bit more together at least in my personal life like i have a lot of like asian friends who used to not i mean there's like they've been like really pro-asian and it's like hey we gotta like fight for our rights but they're like oh Kind of the intersectionality is a bit more reality, at least as far as my life goes. Mm-hmm. Damn, that rhyme, that was cool. I that was cool. Was <laughs> I like one of those whack spoken word artists <laughs> that you see at the New Eurekan. The New Eurekan's all right. A lot, a lot of, a lot of good people perform at the New Eurekan. The New Eurekan. Have you, have you done comedy there? No. Uh, that'd be cool to do. Yeah. I went. I've only been there once for a poetry show. That you just disparaged. That I just disparaged. But it was a good show. <laughs> It's just you know what it is is like uh, and the backtrack the no, no, it's not backtrack because <laughs> I do respect the New Yorkian that one time I went and everyone there but just it's kind of like with comedy or improv or uh, like poetry any like art form you see in college it's like the more whack version of the real thing typically mm. so you just see so much whack poetry and you're just like man fuck this forever yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I can see myself getting back into spoken word a little bit. Poetry always makes people feel a certain. I've noticed that like spectators or audience members of poetry, like they, poetry just irks people. Like they like it, they enjoy it. Obviously, appreciate the craft, but like people always have things to say about poetry. It depends what type of poetry, because if it's like if it's I've been to poetry readings, or like one of my friends is a poet. He's very talented, um, and it's cool because like. There's a lot of different flavors of artists there, and I don't know what I'm saying. I, I like. You've been saying a lot of funny, good stuff. It's it's you know what it is. 
I feel insecure listening to poetry because it's just like one of those art forms where people tend to be like pretty intelligent and have a lot of degrees. And so you're listening to it and you're like, do I get it? I don't know <laughs> if I get it. It's kind of like I've been trying to listen to more jazz recently. And you type I, in jazz. I type in jazz. It's yeah, I type in jazz. It's my status. You saw the status. It's a good status. <laughs> kind of killing it. I've been trying to make a joke out of that for a while, and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> that no, I'm trying to think about something with poetry. Well, what I'm gonna say uh, in regards to poetry, like, I mean, it's one of those things that maybe, and this is how I feel like I don't think you're supposed to be able to get something the first time you hear it. I don't think you should be able to get something the first time you hear it. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite rappers, this is a little bit of a side, is like Lupe Fiasco, who a lot of people, you know, feel a little uh, put aside by because the first time you listen to a lot of his songs, you have no idea what the hell he's talking about, mm. you know? But I think as an artist, as a poet, as a comedian, you're supposed to study, you know, the poets that came before you. You're supposed to study current events. Yeah. A lot of these art forms are kind of like the best form or uh, the most circulated form of social analysis that we have in America. So if you're not doing your research and all that, you're not going to be doing it well. Yeah, it's like you know, there's just all these illusions that you won't get. It's like if you listen to a K-Dot album, then there's all these, like he references himself, his past albums, past, like it's hip-hop just cannibalizes itself all the time. So it's like you don't know what these words mean. Mm. So <laughs> You don't know who these rappers are. You're yeah. fucked yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Does that mean every time you like show me a new rap song and I'm like, yeah, man, that's hot. I get it. You're just like, no, no, you did it. I know you didn't. <laughs> well, I think that's because I don't get it. Ninety five percent of the time. Well, I think that's why the best. Well, not, maybe not the best, but the more successful rappers in terms of like the respect you have will do will do things on layers. Like Jay Z, for example, is one of the best because he'll give you something at the top layer. I love that top. Like he'll give you 99 problems. Like I get 99 problems. That's that's easy on the top layer. Bitch, anyone. But then as you start listening, to you're like, okay, there's there's le there's levels to it. There's literally there's levels, levels to, it. to it, and that makes you appreciate them more. Like, I like artists like that, and that's part of the reason why I don't like college spoken word. Like you have the full gamut there. Like you have the people who, I feel sad. I'm gonna say I'm sad putting different ellipses and, and spaces between these words. Mm -hmm. And then you have the people who actually listen to spoken word, who actually study their favorite poets, who, who, who read a lot about it. And they're actually putting out these, you know, these cohesive art pieces yeah. versus you just telling me you're sad in, in a million different ways. You know, that's like, like um, that's why the new Chappelle special, the age of spin. I liked it a lot. Cause there's this one moment that I thought was dope because he talks about OJ a lot and OJ has that famous line. He's I'm not black. I'm OJ mm -hmm. and Chappelle in the context of the joke, it makes sense and anyone can understand it. But if you under, if you know that history and mm -hmm. so, and a lot of the black community gets it, he says, I'm black, but I'm also Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Like, oh my <laughs> God. Like in the context, so funny. Uh, I can't remember the context right now, but it's like, I can't believe you just flipped that such a famous line. It's mm -hmm. the police. Uh, he gets like pulled over in this special. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a callback to his one and killing him softly. And yeah, it's just so too. layered and I love it. I, Dave Chappelle, by the way, is my favorite comedian of all time. Oh, like oh. many people. Top five. Top five. Dave Chappelle. Um, are these are just stand-ups. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle. Um, really do love Jim Jeffries. Gerard Carmichael. Ooh. He's new, but he's he glows. So kind of like you. 
Thanks, babe. Yeah. <laughs> he he is he's like I, I feel like I rip him off uh, in terms of style, but I'm so bad at ripping him off, no one notices. <laughs> um, let's see who else. Wanda Sykes, and damn, who would be who would who do I listen to all the time? It's hard. That last spot's hard because Chris Rock. I listened to him a ton growing up, but. Uh, that last spot it changes honestly the last spot changes so much i leave that last spot open for dan cook dude I, there was a moment i love dan cook for those like three years he has had a tremendous three years it was uh it was just a cr- crazy amount of energy Wait, oh man i okay. don't know who to fill that last spot in i feel really bad how, how do you guys feel i we're we're going a tiny bit long but I i need to know how do you guys feel about eddie murphy in terms of how you rank him among the greats I got to the biggest argument with my former coworkers about this. Um, I think he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. Uh-huh. Even though personally, he, I'm not the biggest like Eddie Murphy fan, mm. because he's just so technically gifted as a comic. He can do impressions. He can do low energy, high energy. He's got like just that superstar magnetism that you can't. I don't know if you can recreate that. I don't even know if you can learn that. He's just got. He's got so many different weapons in his arsenal. Mm-hmm. And he can genuinely act and like embody another person. So when I see him, I'm like, that's a master. But even though he doesn't make me laugh that much. Um, piggybacking off that, I always think about when people talk about like Chappelle's success, like if you put in the context how fucking amazing Eddie Murphy was at that time, like in movies in Beverly Hills, oh, he was got, like, everywhere. Ridiculous. Like, like we think Chappelle's big now, and he is, but But that's the thing. Eddie it's- Murphy then was huge but then it's like a taste thing because part of the reason the comics i really love and why i love Chappelle and gerard so much is that they can create this sense of sense of intimacy mm-hmm. with massive crowds but it's that intimacy i like and it's a different pacing of comedy like they can have these huge long breaks and laughs and everyone's just captivated and it like it and like Gerard, I love because he can just go off cuff and like really like work in the room and be real. And that's so that's like my favorite type of comedy. And so Eddie Murphy isn't that type of comedian. He is a superstar. He okay. is just rock and roll through and through. And so it's like, no, I, that's not the shit you get from Eddie Murphy. Like, yeah. So it's just so for me, it's taste. It's just like that's not my favorite type. Although I do listen to it and like it occasionally. Randall, thank you for coming through. For sure. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys putting me up. Before you depart, you know, we do have the title Unsolicited Advice. Not much advice was given, but before you depart, what would you say to aspiring comedians, just young media professionals that are trying to come up? What advice would you give them? Uh, Do it. Like, actually do it. Because like, if you're a writer, then you should just, you know, work on writing every day. Uh, if you're a stand-up, do stand-up. If you like improv, do improv. I recommend doing everything you can just, like, to learn from different people. And, like, learning is the biggest thing. Just find people you like, figure out why you like them, and see what you can do to emulate them. Because you can try to emulate somebody, and unless you're one of the greatest actors of all time, in which case, go act. 
you will not do it properly. And then like through trying to be someone else, you'll be yourself type of thing. Um, There's like all this advice people have told me. Another one is just like figure out what makes you laugh. Like if you like be your own biggest fan type of thing, like if you like it, then do it. Like Jordan, Jordan Peele, when he was talking about Get Out, he's like, I just wanted to make the movie that I'd want to see the movie that's not been made and so that I'd want to see um, so I think that's really dope I, th- I think I already said learn as much as possible right uh, the last thing I would say is um, yeah, don't be afraid of fucking up and being cause like you're gonna fuck up and you have to it's like all, it's all the things everyone has told you it sucks cause they are kind of cliche but they're cliche for a reason and uh, one more thing I would say is like be real specific. That's a comedy. I don't think that's just a comedy thing, but it's be just be really specific. Mm-hmm. Like if you're telling a story about your family, and like it involves your mom's purse, say like what type of purse it was. Or oh, wow. if you're talking about uh, like this neighborhood, be like yeah, like what it smell like, you know, like all that shit makes things more real and makes it funny. And just like be honest, like. If you find something interesting, you found something funny, just say it. This is like one of the few art forms where you can just like say whatever the fuck you want. And it's like, actually it's not one of the few art forms. That's the cool part about art. Just say whatever, do whatever the fuck you want. You have no chains, baby. No chains. That was beautiful. Yeah, I think you might be in the lead for best uh, advice. Yeah. I think someone might be ahead of you. Just That's cool. Always well, the last thing I'll ahead. say, which isn't me, but it was with the specificities thing. Within a drop of water contains the flavor of the entire ocean. So you may think this thing ain't shit, but if you deliver that to somebody who's never tasted the ocean before, never seen the ocean before, they'll get it. And you don't need much. Just be specific. Be real. Be yourself. Shout out don't to be the a Instagram model. <laughs> okay. Shout out to the Instagram model. Now, now he's that. number one easily. That little bit at the end. Yeah, he really I went feel, for I feel, it. I feel like I pushed too much. Like, <laughs> I, like who is this mystery motherfucker who's ahead of me? Are you on episode 17? I'll murder you. I will fucking kill you. That's right. That's right. Williams College. Eves, I'm from Florida. I know where you live. I know you. Brett. I know there's no one who's named Brett who's been on this podcast. We'll get a Brett. You should get a Brett. There's Brett just, Rabel. Just he's really for- funny. I think he's cool. Where, where can they find you? Um, RandallOtis.com is my website. Uh, I live around Madison Square Park. If you want to start some shit, <laughs> I go to uh, I go to uh, Shake Shack a decent amount. I go to Sushi Rito a lot. They have this really good sushi sushi uh, burrito there, which is not a sushi burrito. It's just a roll, but fucking white people will make anything to make a buck <laughs> it's two different cultures man <laughs> no it's not it's japanese get the fuck out of here but um yeah randallos.com and then i have like i'm on youtube and i do stand up around the city fly yeah follow cool, me on man. facebook i guess uh yeah this has been great uh i'm evan uh, at evan's lame self-esteem issues persist uh uh evan the other evan at Sunday Saline. Sunday yeah. Saline? It's fancy. It's a little Haitian. Okay. It's a little Haitian. That's your last name? People. Huh? That's your last name? Last name is August. Oh. What? What's Sunday Saline? It's a story that I'll tell you when the podcast is done. It's okay. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll make a podcast about it eventually. That's that's exclusive content. It's okay. My, like hand, my handle sucks it. too. My handle's Rotisius. <laughs> it was trying to be like Randall Otis and like Odysseus, but everyone just thinks it's pasta. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw that actually. I was like, what the fuck? It dude? sucks, man. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> all right. We out.
Bye. <laughs> Blackness confirmed. You got so.